This, 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 we are gathered here today for the Fight Disciples, UFC and Boxing Talk. Welcome to podcast episode 220. This one dedicated to the world of UFC and mixed martial arts. If it's the first time you've ever come across us, where have you been? Uh, you can subscribe via iTunes. Just search Fight Disciples, hit the subscribe button, write a lovely five-star review and you're part of the squad. Uh, you can also get Android feeds via our website, fightdisciples.com. And all our social media feeds are at Fight Disciples. That's Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We're all there doing all sorts of bits uh, throughout the course of the week. So keep up to date, as uh, you will have found out last week if you were following us when we were talking about various TV deals, which we're going to get to in a minute. We're going to we're going to give you the lowdown on what's going on regarding your accessibility to mixed martial arts in the UK in a minute. But first of all, my colleague, right, I'll tell you something. My colleague, Nick Pete, has turned up for the show today. Proper fanboy in his boyfriend. Dripping, dripping. He is dripping in Dan Hardy's spunk. That's basically <laughs> where he's at at this moment in time. Now, Dan Hardy, I know you listen to the show. This is ridiculous. If you've, if you've, I know if he hasn't sorted you out. I know you've paid for that, haven't you? <laughs> you've gone online and you've paid it up, haven't you? <laughs> basically, Dan has launched this brand, right? Full Reptile. And he, listen, we're, we're advocates of it. Get involved. Go and check it out. Yeah, if you love coffee, man, fucking hit it up. Well, he's into everything he's done, right? Yeah. You name a business, Dan Hardy's got his fingers in it. Absolutely. He's going balls deep on it, is the boy, right? Um, but as part of, obviously, his, uh, his new coffee line, he has uh, an apparel line as well. So, therefore, you can get hoodies and various bits and you can get T-shirts, of which my colleague, Nicholas Pete, has rocked up today. And am I surprised? No, I'm fucking not surprised It's a nice all. T-shirt, this. Goes with me shorts. He's got full Dan Hardy fan club regalia. It's like <laughs> when you were a kid and you used to watch Wackaday and you wanted one of them fucking pinky punkies, right? That's basically where this what kid... What the fuck are you talking about? Do you not remember, Wack- your age now? Do you not remember Wackaday with Timmy Mallet? Used to get oh, a mallet's pinky... mallet. Mallet's mallet. Used to get right. a mallet's mallet and a and a and a, a plaster. Do you remember you used to get a plaster? Oh, plaster. Yeah, yeah, used yeah. Used to get all that. Used to get all that sent in the Wacky Day Club. Yeah, yeah. The blue. Day. I bet you okay. had a blue Peter badge when you were a kid and all that, didn't you? <laughs> now look at you. I'm part of the Dan Hardy fan club. <laughs> I've signed up. I've got me uh, delivery of coffee this morning, and I've got me new T-shirt. It's actually quite a smart T-shirt. It's it? it's actually a fucking really nice fitting T-shirt as well. Mm. Obviously, as you'd expect from Dan, it's 100% organic cotton. Of course it is. Yeah. But it's. I won't uh, be surprised if he's. He's fucking made it himself. Yeah, he stitched it all up himself, the lad. <laughs> yeah, looking yeah, well. Looking well, yeah. Full Reptile Collective. Yeah, signed yeah. up. Go on. What, have you signed up for the coffee? Is that what you signed no, up No, no, I don't like coffee, do I? So I don't drink the coffee, but... Uh... So you bought it. Oh, look, that's even worse. He's bought it, and then he's not even going to drink it. I just want to support me, mate. <laughs> I'm just going to buy a lot of stuff, you know what I mean? Show him that I'm into it. <laughs> it was, uh... Yeah, man. I'm rocking it. Yeah. It's inspired me actually for a new line of Fight Disciples t-shirts. Oh, of which there he is now. I seen you. I sent you a little bit of a promo, a little sneak peek yesterday. I noticed that you coming soon to yeah. Fight Disciples. Yeah, brand new line of t-shirts. They probably won't be a hundred percent organic. Cause no, can't we, afford it. Yeah, we we're, we're not like Dan yet. We've got no ethics. Yeah, but uh, anyway, they will it come with any coffee? Uh, no, but I might throw a couple of tea bags in. Yeah, I bet you fucking will. <laughs> Good old Mrs. Pete. Enjoy. I'll tell you what I'll do. There. I tell you what I'll do. When we sell a hundred shirts, yeah. the 100th shirt gets tea bag. We'll have that little baggie in I found <laughs> last week. <laughs> a little Brucey bonus for someone. I don't know if you follow Nick on his social media, but uh, he was doing a thing for Cage Warriors at the Echo Arena. That was cool, by the way. Cage Warriors 96 is coming to Liverpool September the 1st, and yeah. they got me to host like a Gloves Us Off style head to head with yeah. uh, Soren Back and Paddy Pimlet. We had a fucking laugh at the Echo Arena. But then uh, I found myself some, uh, some wages on my way out. <laughs> little baggy there don't talk in code just tell them exactly what because people who don't get our chat will be like thinking what are these two fucking referring to yeah mm. I found a big bag of cocaine <laughs> just on the seats just, it was actually in the bleachers yeah it was just like I was walking down the aisle and I stood on it and was like what the fuck is that oh it's a big it's a big bag of cocaine nice nice, nice stuff nice mm. uh, the previous concert by the way the night before was Little Mix so yeah. fucking hell <laughs> Somebody was getting wired to the kids. Unbelievable. Oh, black magic. <laughs> Woo, black magic. Some fucking dad's enjoying himself there, isn't he? Yeah. Someone's drawn the short straw there with the kid, haven't they? You're having that conversation You're with take your, your wife. Se- seven-year-old daughter yeah. to see Little Mix. Have I? Yeah. I'll just oh, ring Dave. Yeah. <laughs> Dave, can you meet me outside the Echo, mate? I need a couple of fucking lines, lad. Yeah. I need a score. The best thing was, in my mind, yeah, that's, you know... 
Someone's, Dad, someone, Dad someone's, are you alright? Yeah. Dad, are you alright? Yeah, I'm fucking buzzing, kid. No, no, <laughs> but it's the opposite, isn't it? He must have been sitting here fuming. He's lost his bag. Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> of course. Dad, you alright? Stop crying, Dad. No, it's not that good. Oh, we like to ruin it. Yeah, get out of the way. Somebody's, somebody's dropped it here. We'll see you later. What are you looking for, Dad? Don't, Don't eat that, kid. Don't eat that. It's not a sweet. Don't eat it. <laughs> Unbelievable. Oh, he's oh, fucking kid watching Little Mix. Jesus Christ. Anyway. Oh, dear. Did you uh, did you hand it in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> Didn't you see? On Sunday morning, I, I fucking ran up, uh, I ran up Snowden. I know. <laughs> record, to burn the energy off. Record, fucking, record time. I, was, I checked my social media Sunday morning and you were at the top of Snowden. I'm thinking, what the fuck is he up to there? I didn't even know that you went walking. Right? Now I know. I didn't. <laughs> I, uh, that's what happens when you fucking find a big bag of coke. That's it. Entertain yourself Saturday night and that's it. got energy to burn. See you in a bit, love. Where are you going? I'm on my way to Snowden. <laughs> For the first time ever. Half five, I set off. Did you? For Snowden, yeah. Yeah. From yeah. home. Didn't take a car. Just, <laughs> just like this. Just fucking ran. <laughs> oh, all right, lads, how are you? You're not high happy in ages. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, good That's times. Fun. Good times. Good Funny times. Funny because it's true. There you go. Uh, we'll get a phone call now off uh, a fight disciple that uh, has lost the bag of gear. Yeah, probably. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the Echo. I put it on social media. It was like, if anyone went to, went to the Echo Arena and you've, you've lost something, give us a shout. And the number of people that DM'd me. Yeah. Oh, yeah, that's our kids, that. <laughs> uh, anyway, if you have just tuned in to uh, us and wondered that this is uh, some type of Narcos uh, episode, <laughs> it's not. We do talk about fight sports. Uh, we're going to get into UFC Hamburg. Uh, we're obviously going to preview a little bit of UFC Calgary as well later on. Some fantastic fights coming up. Some fat- To be fair, at the weekend, there were some good fights, even though the car was a bit boring, but we'll get stuck into it. I want to talk, first of all, uh, about something that Nick stuck on our uh, social media last week regarding the new or upcoming uh, TV distribution of the UFC in the UK. We speak quite a lot about TV deals, obviously, in the States with all this DAZN stuff going on that affected Bellator and all that, but it doesn't really affect us here in the UK because we've been quite blessed recently yeah. uh, with BT Sports being all over uh, the UFC. However, that contract is coming to an end in, uh, at the end of 2018 and therefore there will be a new provider uh, for UFC uh, fights here in the UK, uh, it will be a streaming service. And, and this kind of alarms me a little bit because I think the beauty of BT Sport, for those that are listening uh, abroad now, I'm going to try I'm to give you how people come about having BT Sport. So BT Sport, BT is a, uh, a, a broadband provider, really, uh, and uh, line rental here in the UK. Now, part of the broadband package... It's they cable, have, cable channel, isn't it? Well, cable. well, part of the broadband, I, I've got, I'll, I'll give you my explanation of how I've got it, right? So I have BT broadband. Part of the BT broadband package is that you get BT TV free. It comes as part of your broadband package. Uh, and with that, obviously, BT have spent big money on Premier League rights, uh, football. Uh, and as part of that, on the back of it, you get the, U, the UFC. I doubt very much that people are buying BT TV because we've got Sky and various other things here in the in the UK. I don't think people are buying BT per, just for the UFC. I think you're going in there, you're getting it for the football, and as an added bonus, you're getting the UFC is what you're getting. Um, I don't know whether I don't completely agree with that because I'm sure there's UFC fans out there, guys who don't like football but love MMA, that absolutely are subscribing to BT Sport just for the UFC content. I think that's the case. I think... The mainstream market, of course, is probably subscribing to BT for the full package, but mostly for Premier League football. At the end of the day, we're in the UK. It's all about football, really. And the add-on is, oh, I don't mind a bit of UFC. I'll watch a big event. Oh, this guy's fighting, that guy's yeah. fighting. I think there's a, obviously a massive crossover because of that. But I think there's certainly people that pay for BT just, just for, for UFC. I, don't, I wouldn't think there'd be millions, but I'd certainly think there's at least tens of thousands but that said, again, we're just making it difficult for people to engage with the sport. Yeah. Now, obviously, with the time difference, UFC events, the majority of UFC events, 
uh, happening in the early hours of Sunday morning for UK fight fans. Obviously, we were blessed at the weekend with the fight being in uh, Hamburg, so therefore we got it at a reasonable time on a Sunday uh, early evening into late evening. It was fantastic. But the majority of the time, it's in the early hours of the morning. Now, if you want to grow a fan base, if you want to grow a sport, you kind of do exactly what BT have been doing. You put it on free, so there's no pay-per-views for UFC events here in the UK, uh, even though the main named events like UFC 226, 227, they will be pay-per-view over in the States. They're not here. They're absolutely free as part of the package that you have with BT Sport. However, that is set to change, and this is why I'm getting a little bit concerned about the growth of uh, UFC in particular, the brand uh, here uh, in the UK, because what's going to happen is is that UFC... Uh, events are going to go on 11 sports, a streaming subject, uh, streaming uh, subscription um, uh, service of which you will pay, let's say, $10 a month. I don't know exactly what the price point is, but let's say it's £10 a month that you're paying. And with that, you'll get, for example, like what you saw at the weekend, the UFC Hamburg shows and the UFC London shows. The UFC Fight Night shows is what you'll see. The FS1 shows that you're more familiar with over in the States. But when it comes to the big pay-per-views, the big pay-per-views will be pay-per-view. Here in the UK, they'll either go on a BT uh, pay-per-view platform or a Sky Sports pay-per-view platform. You will have to pay extra for that. So not only will you, I'm assuming, if you're a fan of other sports as well, you'll be paying for your BT, for your, uh, for your football. You'll be paying for your Sky, for your football and your boxing. And then if you're a UFC fan, you'll have to pay a subscription fee, not only for 11 sports, but then you'll have to pay a pay-per-view on top of that in order to... Watch the big events. To watch the big events, which I think is absolute suicide. I really do, mate. It's following the model that they do, that they're about to introduce in the US, isn't it? Because obviously the US at the moment is a Fox deal, but they put stuff on UFC Fight Pass. They have stuff on Little Fox. They have stuff on Fox Sports 1. They have pay-per-view events through Fox. They have various levels of it. But then here in the UK, as you say, it's a one-stop shop on BT Sport. It will follow the US market in that. The US, everything will go on ESPN. The Fight Night stuff will go on ESPN Plus, And then the main events will go on, more than likely, ESPN, a pay-per-view channel. So over here, because Eleven Sports doesn't have a pay-per-view channel, it's a subscription channel, it's a streaming service. It's basically like Netflix for sports. Similar to the zone, what we've been talking yeah, about. Yeah, everything will go on there, but the pay-per-views, as you say, will be in it. In we're led to believe the pay-per-views will be on a potentially Sky Sports box office or BT Sport pay-per-view or ITV pay-per-view. Whatever it is, there'll be a, one of the pay-per-view services in the UK. But don't forget, though, you know, you're talking about the fact that right now people pay for BT Sport and as a added bonus, they get UFC. You know, it's not you're just not you're not just paying for UFC. This is not like Fight Pass, where if you're not a Fight fan, you ain't ever going to get Fight Pass. But Eleven Sports aren't just offering UFC. Eleven Sports have took all the international football away from BT Sport and Sky. So this coming season, the only way to watch La Liga, the only way to watch uh, the Italian league, the Dutch league, the Chinese league football, if you're into that kind of thing, is to go and buy 11 sports and buy that streaming service. They took all the football. And also I've seen today that they've announced that the PGA Golf Championship has just been signed by 11 sports for the UK. So the only way you can watch golf is for that, that major at least, is to go and sign up for 11 Sports. Mm. In fact, that's that's the launch weekend as well. I think it's the second weekend in August. That's going to be the launch weekend of 11 Sports in the UK. 11 Sports have been around for a while just to put something on it as well. They're already they're actually owned by a Brit, aren't they? They're actually yeah. owned by a British fella. They're already in America. They're already all over uh, Scandinavia and Italy and places like that. They're already existing. This is they're just about to launch in the UK, as I say, uh, in probably about three or four weeks' time. The UFC deal hasn't been announced yet, but it will be announced shortly. It is going to happen from January 2019, we're led to believe. It, it's not great. I'm not I'm not a huge fan of it. More because I've been watching UFC now for, you know, religiously for well for a decade, for let's say for a decade. But before then it was like a VHS job. It was catching it when I can. But for the last decade, I've been properly engaged with the sport and watching a lot of it. And I've fucking lost count of the number of channels that I've watched it on in the UK. Mm. Satanta, BT, fucking, you name it, it's been everywhere. You know, um, Spike, it was on for a while. You know, it's just, there's literally been so many different channels and no one's done it right. I think even right now, I think BT Sport missed a trick on it massively. There's no magazine shoulder programming. Like, there's some fucking great content and there's some amazing fights that happen at UFC. But all we get in this market really is the odd UFC event, the odd little countdown show here and there. BT don't have their own show for it. They had one that went ran for a while and it, and it bombed. So, but it's never been replaced. I, I just hope a move over to Eleven Sports 
And let's, I don't know if you mentioned it before, but 11 Sport is owned by IMG as well. Right. And they own the UFC. Yeah. So they're keeping it in-house. Yeah. And for if you don't know, IMG... I've got this amazing studios down at Stockley, Stockley Park in London. It's fucking massive. And there, they basically, the, the, the hard currency there is Premier League football. They make shows about Premier League football for literally every corner of the planet. Every little studio in there is like match of the day Israel, match of the day Iraq, match of the day Canada. And they're all talking about Premier League football. And the likes of the Neville brothers and Ian Wright and shit are in there all day just going in from one studio to the next. And the presenters from those nations are just talking about the same content because they've got all the footage, everything else. That's they Basically, that's how they make money. But that studio, of course, is obviously where they're going to be running the UFC content from. They do it there now anyway, but they give it to BT Sport for broadcast. It's just a case of keeping it in-house and obviously driving 11 sports numbers up. I'm not happy about it, like you. I, I like the fact there's a one-stop shop yeah. right now. But unfortunately... No, it's, it's nothing to do with a one-stop shop. It's the cost. That's all it is. And I mean, cost. Yeah. It's now going to cost you money. But then I pay right now £6 a month for UFC Fight Pass. What's the point in having Fight Pass? Well, there won't be any point of having Fight Pass unless you're me, unless you're hardcore. Like I mentioned it to Dan Hardy the other day, and Dan was like, I'd be devastated if Fight Pass goes. Yeah, because Dan is an analyst. Dan gets paid to watch and report and to live report on UFC. So he as you can imagine, he's on Fight Pass. Fucking Dan must probably do six, seven hours of Fight Pass a day because his job is to know exactly who the guy he's commentating about is. So he's got to watch all his back catalogue, refresh his mind, make notes, everything else. But outside of people who are working in the industry, why would fans pay for Fight Pass? You know, unless you suddenly go, oh, you know what? I've got to watch Pride 16. It's just in me. I've got to go and watch it right now. Do you know what I mean? It, who, who's got the time to do that when there's so much other sport on demand right now? Mm. I think Fight Pass seems doomed because the content that's on Fight Pass at the moment we're being told is going to ESPN+. Well, I think Plus. For the, I think, it's going to go here. Yeah, for the success of this, for 11 sports to work, it has to be exclusive. exclusive. Yeah, you've got to. This is the only place that you can get it. Yeah. So UFC fight fans here in the UK then go, right, okay, then I'll give you 10 quid a month for it. Yeah. And they make that subscription and therefore they get everything. The, the, the problem that I have is that if it was $10 a month, and they got everything, I'd probably be all right with it. It's then adding the pay-per-views on top of that. That's yeah. where I go, oh, man, come on, what are you Basically doing? following the American market, aren't yeah, we? Yeah, man. Yeah. But if you look at, the, for example, the, the zone model, you pay $10 a month, you get everything. So you get World Boxing Super Series, you get this, you get that, you get that, blah, blah, blah. At yeah. some point, it might change. Yeah, yeah, of course. But don't forget, that's the flip, isn't it? Because the zone is for America. So the zone are getting all that content in one place. Like we're getting all UFC content in one place at BT Sport right now, mm. they're going to get all these matchroom shows, including Anthony Joshua, in one place on the zone. They're basically just getting what we've had over here for so long with UFC. Mm. But you're right; it will eventually change for there as well. Mm. I, I just don't know whether there's a big enough market in terms of UFC fans where people who, who say to me, "Oh, Daniel Cormier is fighting Miocic at the weekend," I've, I've never spoke ever made to them before. I play fucking forty five aside with them, and suddenly they go, "Can't wait for that fight!" Yeah, I'm definitely going to watch it. Yeah. That person wouldn't say to me, I'm going to pay £10 extra to go and watch that fight. Because yeah. I know they're just football fans who've got a passing interest in mixed martial arts. And for the growth of mixed martial arts, I don't know whether this is a great move. Out from the outside looking in, it doesn't seem like a great it's move. It's not a great move. It's not a, For the growth of the sport, it's not a great move. Listen, for us that are absolutely that are balls already deep. in, balls deep. Yeah. and if you're going to provide extra content, then yeah, man, sound, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in. But I want this sport to be... To be massive, of course. I want it to be huge. I want to be able to have casual conversations in the pub with people about that type of stuff. You know what yeah. I mean? And that's starting to happen through doing this podcast. The amount of people that contact us to say, "I didn't like mixed martial arts, I didn't like UFC." You guys chat about it, so I've started to pay a bit of interest. Now I've become a fan of it, yeah. and then you're starting those conversations. That's how this type of stuff grows. If you then cut off the accessibility for boxing fans, for example, that listen to us, and we're going, "Oh, you need to go and watch X, Y, and Z." Not every man and his dog's going to go, all right, I'll put 10 quid on, I'll put 15 quid on, I'll put 20 quid on, going to go and watch Garbrandt against fucking Dillashaw. Yeah. It's not going to happen. No. And therefore, then what happens to the growth of that sport? How many events do we then get in the UK? If they're looking at the numbers and going, nobody likes it in the UK, how many events do we get? Exactly. I don't know, man. But if you look at it like this, then, as fight fans, uh, you know, we're, we're balls deep fight fans. I think a lot of the fight disciples are. Last week, we paid 10 quid to see the World Boxing Super Series final. This weekend, We've got to pay 20 quid mm. to watch Dillian White versus Joe Parker. Yeah. And next week, under the new system, we would have to pay at least 10 quid to watch Garbrandt versus Dillashaw. Yeah. It's like every weekend you've now got to can't, pay extra. Can't do it. 
That's an extra. Let's say it works out at an it's extra. It's fucking forty quid a month there, just on just you know on top of whatever oh, I, all of your other yeah. subscriptions. Well, you're talking on a minimal price point there as well. Like that ten quid, it's normally twenty quid, isn't it? So yeah. if you if you do three a month, that's sixty quid at twenty pounds a pot plus your subscription. Yeah. Fucking hell, man! People can't live like that. No. It's it's completely unattainable. I think it's it's bad for fight sports. This is what should happen. This is what should happen. Someone should launch in the UK and in America, global streaming channel, Eleven Sports, the Zone, whatever. The Zone should have signed everything, and just and fuck being called the Zone. Someone should just start a channel called Fight Sports, the Fighting Channel, or whatever, and just get everything on there. Bellator, UFC. Cage Warriors, boxing, matchroom, HBO, uh, fucking Golden Boy, top rank fights, everything. So fight fans can just go, yeah, I'll pay. I, that would be perfect. You just go. You know that if there's I'll a fight, I'll pay twenty pound a month. It's going to be on that. Channel. I'll pay twenty pound a month. It's on that streaming channel. Whether it's pay per view, whatever, it doesn't matter. I pay twenty pound a month subscription, and everything I want is here. Yeah. Show the programming, everything, and you could even have fight sports one, fight sports, fight sports boxing, fight sports MMA or whatever. I just think that would make it so much easier because. Fight sports, listen, we're in it. We're in the goldfish bowl. We think the world evolves around fight sports. <laughs> Unfortunately, it doesn't. It's still fucking niche. Worldwide, fight sport is still kind of niche when you look at football and other sports. We're shooting ourselves in the foot as fight fans. Just one global streaming channel that pays whatever it needs to do. And I think people like UFC, Bellator, they'd be fucking mental not to sign up for it because then they know fight fans on a global scale have got one place to go. Just go bang, £20 a month, I'm in. I would love that. £20 a month, I'm in. Everything I want is there. Make it easy. Just Let's make it. it easy. Let's do it. Listen, I know you, there's a couple of... you're growing. There's a couple of multi-millionaire philanthropists that listen to this show. I know Richard Branson's a big fan. Dickie, <laughs> give us a shout, lad. Come on, Dick. Virgin Fight Sports, let's do it. Virgin... Hey, you've done it there, mate, haven't you? If only. Mm. If only. But for, it looks like for... Anyway, it's come back to the point. It looks like in the future... Listen, BT Sport have got a hole to fill, so I think there could be an opportunity there finally to get fucking Bellator on British TV. So I wouldn't, I wouldn't disregard that one because we're desperate for. Be- now Bellator have got this welterweight tournament. In fact, let's talk about the welterweight tournament now because that f- brings us in perfectly. Mm. The welterweight tournament in Bellator, hands down, the best thing they've ever done. I hope it comes off. I hope all these guys actually step into the cage to compete because it's fucking brilliant. And this for me is Bellator going okay. We're putting our big boy pants on now. Finally. You've had the freak show fights. You've had this stupid heavyweight tournament with all these legends in. You've had your Tito's still, and mate, all this. still going on, mate. I know it's still going on, but no one cares about it. This is them going, okay, this is us now. We're drawing the line in the sand. We're about to become the bollocks. We're about to become a, a real competitor for the UFC. That's what I've always wanted from Bellator or from someone else. One FC do their thing in Asia, make no mistake, they smash that Asian market but they'll never break out of Asia in my opinion mm. Just they just never will I don't think they want to it's fine but Bellator have got to offer competition and it's good for the fighters that they offer competition if they're going to do tournaments like this fuck me sign me up I can't wait for the welterweight tournaments but what it needs is a home in the UK and BT Sport could well be that home mm. I, I could see that happening now because mm. BT have got, potentially have got a void to fill Paul Daly uh, allegedly signed up to that particular tournament, by the way. We know that MVP's already in there and they're trying yep. to line up Paul Daly MVP for the first quarter final. Hopefully that happens in the UK as well. Hopefully I've it happens got to, full stop. <laughs> it's got to happen. I just pray it happen. I just pray it actually comes off. Mm. I think for me, this is the moment. This is the moment Michael Page shut me up, shut us all up, every critic he's ever had. Yeah. He shuts us up. The counter has always been for people who are close to Michael Page. They've always come back and gone, no one will fight him. Stop criticising him. No one will fight him. He's just fighting. He's put in front of him. And I get, if that's true, I get it. But the fact that he was dicking about with boxing made me think he's not serious. Made me think he's not asked about it. He's just trying to make money wherever he can. And I don't knock that either. But you can't then talk about being a legacy and being the next Anderson Silver and being going down one of the all-time greats if you're playing at this game. And so far, for me, he's handpicked his opponents. He's played this game. He can't pa- handpick his opponents in the world in the welterweight tournaments. Yeah, he might be able to handpick Paul Daly for his first fight, but once you're in the tournament bracket, there's no handpicking people. Then mm. there's an in- inevitable conclusion right at the end. He could win it, and he could be the next Anderson Silva, and we might have to eat our words. Do you know what? I fucking can't wait to do that. I hope that happens. I truly do hope mm. it happens. Mm. I just 
If he pulls out, though, he's dead to me. And we, we will never, ever mention his name on this show again. Uh, one of the guys that listens to our show, Mark Heath, he's a uh, MMA... Well, he, he absolutely loves it. He contributes to our show on a regular basis via uh, via social media. And he's kind of made a brilliant comparison between um, MVP and Israel Adesanya. Yep. It's perfect. Great it's, shout. It's the perfect shout because yep. we've got all this uh, optimism about these two prospects. Mm-hmm. One stepping up and taking on the challenges. The other one isn't really doing anything at this moment in time. And we don't really know where they're at. Stylebender is the bollocks. Absolutely. He's the man, in it? He is the man at this moment in time. And okay, one's yep. in the UFC, one's in Bellator, but at the end of the day, that's not an excuse. Nope. There's fights there for him. Take the fights. Go and prove that you are as good as Israel Adesanya. Go and, if you're if people are telling me that you are Anderson Silva, you've got to get in there and you've got to prove it. You've got to go and, you've got to go and finish some dudes. That's what you've got to go and do. You've got to go and file, fight uh, something other than a tin can. Hopefully this uh, tournament, and I'm excited about it because they've got the names. I'm excited that this tournament could be... Uh, the moment where we all go, MVP is the boy. He yep. is the real shit. MVP debuted in Bellator in 2014. I've just checked that. So he's been active in Bellator for four years. He's kicked cans for four years. Let's be honest. He's done nothing. Last style, Bender. Nobody fucking knew that kid was until I dropped his name in January. When I started this year, I said, the biggest prospect in world MMA is Adesanya. Look out for this kid. He signed for the UFC in February. Three fights in. He's already had three, yeah. Three fights in. He's headlining cards in Las Vegas in his third fight. Mm. That's the difference. And talent-wise, you would go, okay, massive talent prospect in Adesanya over here. Massive potential in Michael Page over here. The difference is, Starbender's putting it on the fucking line. He's going, yeah, look at me. I'm the best in the business. Michael Page has done nothing for four years. But again, as long as he goes into this tournament... As long as he goes into this bracket and starts competing with guys who I who I believe these are the best, this is the best lineup of welterweights that Bellator could have put out there, and there's some fucking real good names and a real talent. As long as Michael Page goes in this tournament, and you know what, even if he gets beaten this tournament, Doesn't matter. I'll respect them so much more. Yes. Yeah, right now we've had four years of you in Bellator. You've beat absolutely nobody, even though it's been in sensational fashion. You've beaten cans. This is his moment to step up. This mm. is his moment to. For me, be on a par with Adesanya in terms of potential. Mm. Um, UFC Hamburg at the weekend. Fantastic Sunday night view, and I love this, right? The missus. Can't beat it. Can't she, beat Sunday, Sunday fights, my, can you? My missus, right? I got, I got home from working um, uh, about midday on Sunday, and she said, you haven't forgot I'm going out tonight, have you? And as soon as she said it, I went, in my head, I went, yes, I had forgot, but what a fucking treat. <laughs> Yeah, I forgot I'm going out tonight. It's such and such a body's 40th. Going... Da, 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 da. There's go... your money. Out you go. We're going out. I'm going out There's for a few. There's your taxi fare. I'm going out for a few gin and tonics. I'm not going to be back till late. And I went, what time are you going out? She goes, around seven. I went, <laughs> Love you. Thank you, Lord. Love you. Thank you, Lord. Uh, kids normally go to bed about half seven, eight o'clock. Nope, they were in bed for five to seven, ready to rock and roll, <laughs> washed bath. Go on, it's my school tomorrow. In you go. Bang. The, the beauty of that is, as well is the event's in full swing. So what I'll do is, instead of going live to the event, I'll start like two of fights into the record. So I can fast forward all the adverts and just go straight fight to fight to fight to fight. You're always catching up and usually catch up just before the end. So your social media interaction's not a million miles behind. Do you know what I mean? That's where they am. So at the weekend, I watched watched a bit of the prelims because I was fucking recovering from climbing Mount Snowden round the bend. Yeah, after being off your tits. Exactly. Watched a couple of the prelims. And then obviously I'm waiting to get in a cold bath, but I'm like, no, I need to see our boys. I need to see Jacquesi. I need to see Danny Roberts. Watch those two fights. Jumped in the bath, put the kids to bed, come back down. You had a bath? Went straight back in with Stefan Struve. Hang on. You had a bath? I had a bath. You're a fucking grown man. What are you doing having a bath? I wanted to, I had to have a cold bath. My legs were fucked. Is that a regular occurrence? What, getting a bath? Yeah. Yeah, they often bath with the kids. I rarely get a bath on my own, but I often get a bath with the kids. What's wrong with baths? Mate, you're a grown man. Grown men don't have baths. <laughs> I, bet you, I bet you fucking light the wife's candles as well while you're there, aren't you? Put a little bit of boys to men hey, on in I'm, the background. Listen, I'll be careful here because TP. What do you T, mean? TP gets a bath every night. Does he? The dad. My dad does, yeah. Every single night, religiously, he gets in a bath that, honestly, you'd think the water had been warmed up at fucking on the top of Mount uh, Mordor or whatever it is from Lord of the Rings. He gets a red hot bath, gets his iPad, and sits watching football every night. Are you being serious? Yeah, seriously. So yeah. if I go down to your dad's house and this is playing... Kenny G. 
Boys to men, mate. He's got his fucking boys to men on. Light a few candles. He's got the bubbles going. Nice little glass of Chardonnay just at the Grown side. men don't get baths. I can't grown believe men just don't have that. a bath. What the fuck are you lot doing? If you're a grown man having a bath, you shouldn't be on this show. Here we go, Tony. This is for you. Then Mrs. Pete comes on. What the fuck are you doing? He's there painting his nails. Get me candles out. What are you doing? Yeah, man. You... They cost me 20 quid, them candles. <laughs> bath bomb dropped. Oh, my days. I can't believe that you're having a bath. You're having baths. It showers all the way, mate. You're no, a grown I, man. I had to have a cold bath. My legs were fucked. Yeah, but you just have... Yeah, all right. I can... Um, listen, if yeah, you've yeah. been doing strenuous activity, you're trying to obviously get the uh, circulation going again in your in, in yeah. your in your legs. That's cool. But I'm, but a, regu- I'm a regular bather. Oh, yeah. Because I, I like throwing the kids in the bath with me, you see. No, 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 no. Sure no, no that's wash. fun. That's fun, right? That's a little bit of a crack. Do you get in the bath on your own? Bubbles on, heated bath. Do you get in? On my own. That was the first time in the new house I have. Yeah, I'd like to get a bath. I'm out. Fuck like a bath. you know, mate. I like a bath. I'm not having this. Get the iPad on. Our friendship has changed. <laughs> get the iPad. How long are you in there for? As long as... Usually, t- my dad will get in a bath for a whole football match. So, <laughs> honestly, <laughs> he'll do 90 minutes. Every- and I mean five Top nights it. a week. Topping it up. Top it up. No! Tops what it up. the fuck? He sits there topping it up and he'll do a 90 minute bath every night. I think a lot of men bath. A lot of men bathe. There's nobody listening to this show, right, that baths. Nobody. <laughs> if Don't even bother tweeting me, right? Say, don't, I don't want pictures or all that. Yeah, right? send Adam pictures. Let the Fight Disciples social media of you in the bath. No. Ideally with your iPad watching no, a fight. mate. I don't get that. Shower. Just Down get a shower. Downtime, sh- innit? Sh- Downtime. Downtime. Relaxo. Fucking hell. Yeah. Learned something new about you, Sunshine. Anyway, where were we? That's just absolutely blown my mind. That your dad's listening to Boys to Men whilst he's in the bath for 90 minutes. Standout performers then from Hamburg. Danny, obviously. Danny was fucking sensational. Um, it's about time he got a, a bonus. Yeah, I thought... He's been overdue listen, a bonus his ha- last three or four Hamburg, fights. right. I mean... It was a marathon, wasn't it? Yeah, it Let's was be honest. A, it was horrible. What was it? Nine decisions on the spin before Anthony Smith turned up. I'll be honest, I watched three fights live. And the rest I had to flip. Well, I watched watch it all. Because it was so I was dead excited. Movie. The wife's gone out thinking we're going to see some tremendous stuff. The kids are in bed. Yeah. Now I I only joined it at the main event, so obviously I watched Jacuzzi. Mm. I think his time's up. I think he's finished. It's such a shame. His UFC tenure. I, I won't say he's finished. He's still a young boy. No, his UFC tenure. Yeah, is I think he's going to get cut, and he he will come back at some point. I'm, I'm confident in that because he's got an unbelievable amount of skills. I just think the manner of the defeat at the weekend, it was just like, you yeah. need to go back, regroup, come out of America, go back to Donny, work there. Go back to what got you. I don't know why he's changed it all, because all the things that got him to becoming this extremely exciting young talent, he's yeah. changed everything. There's yeah. no reason to do that. Come back to England, go maybe to Cage Warriors or something like that, and start Bama, lighting Go some... back to Bama. Yeah. You know, go... was Bama champion before he left. Go and start lighting some kids up. I think the you know this is the thing you know he goes nine and zero on Bama he's he's the Bama lightweight champion looks sensational smoking absolutely smoking everybody once he got the belt wrapped around his waist and you know then he goes into the UFC um, grinds out a win then gets a big highlight reel moment against Timo Packler and we're all getting excited we're like this is it this guy this was before Darren Till had even really well he come back from his injury mm. and everything else so we weren't all high on Darren Till at the time because he was still recovering from his shoulder injury but we were like fucking hell this is the guy this is the next British UFC champion and his last three fights there's just he's been bullied there's a, been a blueprint on how to beat Marty Casey put it on him absolute blueprint just put it on him mm. get your head on his chest mm. and let him have it just, as long as you close down that space and don't give him the space and keep the pressure on him you can out hustle him and more than that I think Dan Hooker there was no shame in losing to Dan Hooker I think Dan, Dan Hooker's a legit contender and in, in, high, in hindsight Hachparast as well looks like a little killer you know, it, it, when you find out about his background and training with GSP and everything else, you think, yeah, okay, he's got the pedigree, this kid. But it was the manner of the defeat. You know, it, if you go in there and lay it all on the line and you get beat and, you know, you on the cards or whatever it may be, then fair enough. But I think when you go in there and you're running away from engagements, yeah. you're running away. If you're running away but finding the space and then letting shots go, fair enough. But he was actually running away. Hackpress was closing him down before he could get anything off. So then he's running away again. It was just like a roadrunner fight. And them type of performances, 
don't wash. That shit does not wash with the UFC. Yeah, and I think man. for that reason alone, the manner of the performance, I think Mark will be counts himself very fortunate if he doesn't get cut mm. this summer, which is such a shame. Yeah, it is a shame. Uh, in total contrast, uh, Danny Roberts obviously followed him up, another British uh, welterweight contender. And I'll tell you something, for the first two rounds, I was so impressed with Danny. I thought yeah. to myself, yeah, striking's on point. I thought everything, the takedown defence was superb. I thought everything about it was really good. But then the start of the third round started and I thought to myself, fuck, he's fucked. He's absolutely gassed here. This is going, this could go horrible because... His opponent started to do a bit. And I'll tell you something, David Zawada, what a great last-minute opponent that was because yeah, yeah. They, they could have given him a give-me-tin-can. Obviously, he was supposed to fight Alan Javan, but this is fantastic that he got such a challenge in, uh, in in foreign soil. And I just thought in that last round, I've never been so animated in the last round, sat in my living room going, fuck, fuck, just constantly saying fuck, fuck. But I'll tell you something. In the last minute where he got on top of him was throwing shots and I was like, just stay there, just stay there. And well, then he got sweeped and rolled right. over and I was like, no. When he was in, he was in a dash choke, he was in a guillotine yeah. at one point. I was thinking to myself, what the fuck am I watching? You've you've dominated this for two rounds. What the fuck am I watching? But see, I, see, I thought, I give... Um, you thought it was one apiece going I, into the I last. thought it was one apiece, yeah. I give Danny the first round. Um, I give Zawada the second round. And I was like, this is all to play for. And I think Danny... Um, I thought Zawada was coming on strong at the end of the second round, but I gave it Danny. Yeah, yeah. And then, but I thought Danny came on strong at the end of the fight, which is why I thought he swung the fight at the end. It was definitely a two two to one fight. Yeah. Um definitely not. It a just split decision. Showed, oh, should you give three, it three, three to Zawada? That's fucking oh, absolute nonsense. Thankfully there was good corner people, the good judges there as well, like uh like Ben and uh, and Dave, like they were both judging, which was good because they both got scored it right, in my opinion. But I just thought Danny was it's hard with a fight like that because you're fighting Alan Juban. He's a he's a gatekeeper to the top fifteen. Yeah, that's your breakthrough fight. Yeah, and then two weeks ago you go, now nah, you're not fighting him no more. In fact, we're going to bring in some young killer who's been fucking doing it in Poland. That's yeah. been waiting for his break, and he turns up and he's just like so focused. And I think Danny just proved at the weekend that he's got the heart. That's it. He's that, got the heart to go through the last what bit, he needs to go through. The last round was. Danny, how badly do you want it? Yeah, yeah. How badly do you want it? When that kid's choking the fuck out of you and he's putting the squeeze on, how badly do you want to survive? Yeah. And he fucked me, mate. He impressed me so much. Survive. He's climbs bollocks. on top and starts throwing ground. Yeah, his hands. bollocks were massive. Oh, mate. The, the two of them were fucked. The two of them oh, were absolutely yeah, 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 exhausted. Yeah, 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 yeah. I'm so glad it got fight of the night. I'm so glad nothing, um, nothing. there wasn't a better war above it. In fact, it was a bit of a snooze fest above it. But mm. um, I'm, I'm so glad it got it because Danny's been so overdue a performance bonus. He should have got performance bonus. Got robbed bonus against in... Mike Perry because they give it to Bisping. Remember him and Mike Perry in Manchester? Yeah. How the fuck wasn't that fight of the night in yeah, Manchester? Yeah, it was tremendous. It was but Danny got crazy. sparks in that one. What, what I was gutted about is when he, uh, in London, when he sparked that kid out, yeah, spanned yeah. him around. That's and right. Spanned him 360. How's that not one yeah. of the performances? And he left Duck Larry, the kid up in Glasgow as yeah, well. So yeah, he's yeah. been overdue a performance bonus. So I was delighted that he got that, obviously, but... Uh, yeah, man, they're the type of opponents like who needs me club kids making their UFC debuts yeah. that are just like so fucking fired up and everything else. I think Danny, the difference there again, if Danny's in Mark Jacquesi's shoes and coming off two losses and he loses a fight but puts in that kind of performance, yeah, you don't get cut. Yeah. You don't get cut because you've put in a fight of the night performance. You've fucking, you've survived submissions, you've battled through. Okay, you've lost, but you know what? The fans loved it. We all loved it. You come to fight another day. Marta Casey running away from engagement. Mm. That does not fly. And I think that was the difference here. Neil Magny, where you at? Brilliant. Calling people out. So Get I, on the mic. So straight away, I retweeted that as well. and was like, that's how you do it. That calling out Neil Magny, blah, blah, blah. And then straight away, Neil Magny just retweeted it as well. Liked it and retweeted it. I'm like, well, there you go. So now Neil Magny has to talk about Danny Roberts because Danny Roberts just called him out. Somewhere, somewhere in the world, someone is going to walk up to him and say, Neil, Danny Roberts. Danny Roberts just called you out. Was supposed to fight Alan yeah, Javan. Just we'll a win. So now he's got to reply to that, yes or no. But regardless, it's a headline that Danny Roberts is associated with a guy that's ranked in the top ten. Yeah, that's how you fucking do it. That's how it's you not do rocket it. science. That's how you do it, or you just do it like Anthony Smith does it. Oh, right? mate. You, you, and listen, I'm glad we just skipped them next three fights because yeah, there's the nothing we're talking. Don't about. even bother looking. Absolute at it. nonsense. If you haven't watched UFC the weekend, Shogun uh, UFC event in, in Germany at the weekend, watch Mark Jacquesi. You'll be in tears. Watch Danny Roberts Zawada fighting the night. Absolutely. Skip through the next three fights. Absolutely. And go straight to the main event. And go straight to Anthony Smith versus Shogun here. And we talked about it last week, Adam. Mm. This kid's turning into a bit of a legend, Hunter. Well, let's put it this way. Uh, we alluded to this that we we're going to mention it on the boxing show. 
This is a kid that was at middleweight. Look at the fucking size of him. How on God's green earth he was getting down to middleweight is an absolute joke. Fair play to him. Fair play to his corner. Fair play to his team. Someone's looked at him and said, mate, let's stop killing it. Let's not cut weight. Mm. You're walking around at what? 210, 215. Let's fight at 205. Let's just fight. I know that you're going to give away some advantage to some lads, but let's just fight at 205. And even then, he still looked massive. He He still looks massive at 205. He looks so comfortable. He looks strong. He just looks confident. He just lit up another legend, mate. Within five weeks, he has taken out two former champions. And then he gets on the... In the first round. In the first round. Then he gets on the microphone. And I know this can't happen now. But he gets on the microphone. He said, I believe uh, Alex Gustafsson doesn't have an opponent in two weeks' time. I'll see you at UFC 227. I'm thinking... You're my new favourite light, everyone. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You're fucking unbelievable. I absolutely love you. Yeah, tremendous man. I was I, obviously I didn't get out to Hamburg this weekend because I was working, doing some cage warriors stuff and whatever else. But the manner of that performance, the statement he's made. But everyone that was out in Hamburg that spoke to him, everyone that's fed back to me was like, he's fucking class. He's a great talker. He knows where he's on in the game. He's got a direction. You know, he's he's so well-rounded as a fighter, but also as an individual as well. This guy is legit. This guy is a legitimate light heavyweight contender. Make no mistake about it. He knocked a dude out that was still stood up. No. He was stood up, man. Again, what a perf- again. We've talked about it before. I don't want to go mad about him again, but Mark Goddard once again proved himself to be the best referee in the world. He's good, that stoppage was sensational. That shot from a, he gave Shogun every opportunity, but that final punch that landed was the one that switched him out, and he stepped in at exactly the perfect opportunity. Shogun didn't take any extra undue punishments. He stopped him on his feet, yeah. which a lot of referees won't do. They want to see the guy go down yeah. in case they recover. He knew he was out, but he knew he was out. He knew it was out. Anthony Smith, this guy can whack. This guy can whack. His boxing's very good. He throws combinations, but straight, hard combinations. And okay, there's two ways to look at it. Two former UFC champions, two guys at the tail end of the career. I don't give a fuck. No, same. He's going in there. He's headlining he's out. against legends. He's going in against legends, and he's headlining, and he's putting in big performances. He deserved his shot against Gustafsson. Yeah. I'll be honest, you know me. I'm the bit, I'm the world's biggest Gustafsson fan. Alex is, can do no wrong, in my opinion. But I was so disappointed that he pulled out of the fight with an injury, so immediately after Anthony so Gordon. So Uzumir pulls out yeah. at the fight with Gustafsson, so he needed an opponent, and yeah. then allegedly on the Friday before, obviously, what we saw at the Sunday, he'd already spoke to the UFC saying, I'm not 100%. But it hadn't been made public, that's yeah, the problem. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So when Anthony Smith called him out, we were all like, yes, sensational. Do it. If he wants it in two weeks, stick him in. Exactly. He's not done fuck all. And then Gus is like, no, no, I've got an injury. It just, It just didn't. It didn't fit well, did it? No. It didn't fit well. So, And that's what disappoints me. I was like, oh, fuck's sake, that would have been perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Because, you know, it's a good win for Gus as well. This guy's red hot. So would have basically put Gus as the number one light heavyweight, active light heavyweight for me. DC's not coming back down, man. No, is he? Fuck. Anthony Smith's going to be fighting for a title in the fuck? next six months, no question about it. But again, then, you know, I also seen the stuff that DC said when he was like, um, I, I agree with DC. He was like, I'm really disappointed with Gustafsson pulling out after Anthony Smith lights up a Shogun, you know, where's his, where's his balls? He's calling me out, but he won't fight this guy and blah, blah, blah. So... DC's like, so I'm just ruling you out now. We will never com- we will never share an octagon Alex, again, Gustafsson. Alex, Alex called him out for heavyweight, though, didn't he? Well, Alex was like, I'll just fight you anyway. It doesn't matter. I'll fight you at light heavyweight. I'll fight you at heavyweight. Yeah, I just yeah. want to fight Cormier again. But DC come back and going, we will never share an octagon because you've gone down in my estimation. That's it. It's all over. Like, well, you've, you can't. Okay, you're the, you're the undisputed light heavy and, and heavyweight champion right now, but you can't do that. No. You can't just fucking completely if rule If he's at the right, he's at the right, he fights. He's the number one active light heavyweight on the planet right yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. If you're going to defend your light heavyweight belt, mate, there's no one but Gustafsson. Anthony Smith, an argument now if, if Gus is out of a potential date, but we're not talking about a date for Cormier in the next two weeks. Yeah. If Cormier defends the light heavyweight belt right in December... It's got to be Gustafsson, in mm. my opinion. I was a little bit concerned about this light heavyweight division because I'm convinced that DC ain't coming back down. No, he right? isn't. 100% not. So I was I was concerned about where the competition for Gus was going to be or whether he was going to stay or whether he was going to go up, whether John Jones is coming back, whether he's going to go to heavyweight. There's loads of little questions regarding it. And I'm so glad that Anthony Smith's come along. I really am because it's like, right, okay, he's legit. I yeah. know that Jimmy was in attendance at the weekend. He'll be having a look, won't he? He'll be thinking to himself, I fancy getting in the mix there. Yep. Some fantastic fights now in light heavyweight, especially with this kid uh, coming along and doing his thing. I just hope that we uh, we see him pretty soon because I'm excited by him. He looks the part as well, doesn't he? He looks yeah. like a fucking badass. He does. Do you know what? Be an amazing fight. 
if obviously Gus has gone now, but you know it'll be a, 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 a like a, a genuine new contender fight. Who's Amir in him? No. no. Would, in light heavy. Yeah. So Anthony Smith. Yeah. And Khalil Roundtree. That would be a smoke show. After he knocked out Gokhan Saki. Yeah. Mate, that would be a fucking hell of a fight. That would be flames. I would make that fight. If Gus is actually injured, I would make that fight for the top contender spot. And then mm. Gustafsson fights the winner mm. for the belt. Um, speaking of being out of fights, uh, and this kind of relates back to our boy Darren Till, Colby Covington, right? UFC talking about maybe taking his interim belt off him because they offered him September for Woodley. Woodley. He says, I'm not going to be ready for September. Let's do it later on in the year. Woodley's fucking obviously being what Woodley's doing. The UFC rightfully is saying, well, hang on a minute. No. Yeah. We want to make this fight for this particular card. You're the fucking interim champ. He's the champ. Let's do it. No, I'm not going to be ready for that. So basically, he's bottled it. Yep. He don't fancy it. Darren Tilly is about it. He gets straight onto his social media and goes, right, Colby shit his pants. I'm ready to go, baby. Let's do it. UFC 228, if I'm not mistaken. Dallas. 227, is it? 228. It's the one in Dallas, I think. Yeah. Um, fucking hell. And they're seriously considering it. Yeah, 227's next weekend, isn't it? 228 in Dallas. Yeah, yeah September go. the 8th. There you go. Which would be absolute flames. I've heard that Darren is uh, he's agreed his contract and everything. He's, he, he's he was offered it. Done. He's offered it and he was agreed it. He's agreed all the terms. Yeah, yeah. So as far as Dan's concerned, <laughs> it's gone back to Woodley for Woodley to agree terms. But hence, Woodley hence the, hasn't agreed terms. Hence the tweet. Sign the fucking deal, man. Let's yep. get it on. Absolutely. Darren Till for the UFC Welterweight Championship of the World. September the 8th. That would be insane. And it needs it. That's a pay-per-view event now. Um, that event and right Mate, now what a fight that's right, outrageous isn't it right now 228 has only got a women's flyweight title fight at the top okay it's Valentina Shevchenko smoke show but still that's not come enough on, to Tyron. do a pay-per-view Tyron stop fucking about Tyron come on let's son. just do the fight yeah, let's do it irrelevant do you know something obviously we all want Darren to win it it's irrelevant what happens just do the fight because it's a, such a great matchup isn't it it'd be fucking insane it'd be insane any fight disciples in Dallas, Texas? Anybody going to... Can... Sofa surface. <laughs> Feel like a bit of company on September the 8th? We will be there September the 8th if your sofa is available. Fucking hell. Please make it happen. I hope it, I hope it does happen, but... The thing with Woodley and... D, the problem is with these guys, when they get the belts... Like, we haven't seen Woodley for a fucking year. Yeah. A year this week. It's the year anniversary of his last fight. Defend your fucking belt or move out the way. And, don't, and when you come back, you can fight, the, you fight whoever's got it. The inactivity of this welterweight belt is outrageous because the welterweight division is absolutely on fire. Mm. We haven't seen the guy fight in a fucking year. It's annoying. Come on, lad. Sign the fucking contract. Let's do it. Gorilla's going to get you. Gorilla's going to get you. Where are we going? <laughs> September the 8th. American Airlines Centre, the welterweight championship of the world, T-Word against the Gorilla. In 1978, it was all about who shot JR. In 2018, it's who shot Yamar. <laughs> Scousers on tour, we're off to Dallas, baby! Bring it on, bring it on. T-Wood, sign the fucking contract, man. We're ready. I've saved up my readies. This is the one that I can go to Mrs. C and say, I ain't coming back for a week. See you in a bit, kid. <laughs> We're on our way. We need to do it. We if only. It we need to get on. If only. Um, ba -ba -ba -bam. This week, Calgary is the destination, yeah? Yeah. Uh, hang on a minute. Before we go to Calgary... Contender series because we're recording this show on a Tuesday. So this, by, by the time you're listening to this, you may have already seen uh, the contender series. We talked to you a lot about Nick Newell. He's the guy uh, paraplegic who is uh, basically he well, he was born without left hand. I'm just thinking left, I, I, yeah, yeah, he's left hand. Uh, but he's absolutely outrageous at mixed martial arts. And Dana White has finally bowed to pressure and given him his opportunity on the contender series, which is happening on Tuesday night over in the States. If he wins, basically, he'll be in the UFC. Come on, Nicky boy! Can't You're wait. a mate of his, aren't you? You've had a couple of chats with him down the years. Yeah, man, he's an absolute diamond of a guy, Nick Newell, as well. And, uh, you know, I think they literally had to go to the UFC offices and sit with Dana White and beg Dana White to give him an opportunity. He's only ever lost one fight, and that was against Justin, Justin Gaethje. Gaethje. 
yeah. in a world title fight over at Legacy, I think it was. Uh, this guy is legit. The fact he's got half an arm, do not let that concern you. This guy can absolutely fight. And, uh, man, I just hope he lights it up on Tuesday night. I can't wait to tune in. I haven't seen any of the Dana White Contender Series yet, but I cannot wait to see mm. the event this week. Well, that's the only thing I'm bothered about, Nick Neal. Uh, then we roll on into Calgary. El de Alvarez, Dustin Poirier, part two. You are welcome. That will be absolutely outrageous. And then how amazing is this? That on the undercard to a fight night, you've got Jose Aldo, serious, Jose Aldo, and Johannes Jadrajek, which is ridiculous. So Johannes is taking on Tisha Torres. It's a great fight. Even better fight is Jose Aldo taking on Jeremy the Stevens. little heathen, Jeremy Stevens. Jeremy Stevens is going to knock him out. There you go. I've said it. I've said it. He's doing it. It's mad, isn't it? It's mad to think that if you'd have said 18 months, two years ago, Aldo and Jadrizek are going to be on an undercard of a fight night show. And I thought you were fucking absolutely mental. Mm. Yeah, look how MMA can change. I've noticed as well, she used to be my Joanna. You've dropped the my now. Not Abinda, interested. Not interested. Kebab, nah, yeah. fuck her. Kicker. <laughs> uh, I think she'll be too much for Tasha Torres, don't get me wrong. Uh, I'd like to see Joanna bounce back here and bounce back in style. I think Tisha Torres is probably the perfect opponent to do that. Um, I'm, I'm an old romantic, you see. So I'm going to go with Aldo. Tearing back the clock and no, doing something. Not happening. I think if he doesn't beat Jeremy Stevens this weekend, his career no. is is pretty much done. But more than anything, I'm looking forward to the main fight. Of course, who's winning the show. main one? Who's winning the smoke show? Well, I thought Eddie was winning the fight first time around. Obviously, the, the fight got stopped, didn't it, because of uh, an illegal knee to Poirier's head. Mm. Um, so because got declared a no contest, which was disappointing because it was just sizing up. But Poirier has been on an absolute tear. You know, I just feel like he's. He's really found himself as a mixed martial artist. He's putting some good wins together. Um, prior to the Eddie Alvarez fight, you know, he, his only loss was against Michael Johnson in about four years or something like that. Obviously, another guy like Max Holloway lost to Connor and completely found himself as a mixed martial artist and has been absolutely brilliant since. Only one defeat since. So um, he was great against Justin Gaethje last time out, stopped Gaethje in style. Alvarez has already said this is, doesn't have to be for the lightweight belt. This is for the toughest SOB in the UFC belt and I think both of these guys are going to hit each other in the centre of the octagon we're going to see some flames it won't go five but I think Alvarez probably just gets the, uh, I, think Alvarez gets the finish. I think Alvarez will stop him Yeah. yeah. so I'm going Alvarez Little Heathen and Johanna in my uh, in my three I'm going to go with Johanna stoppage Aldo points Alvarez stoppage late there you go man there you go uh, make sure you tune in. It's all available on BT Sport in the early hours of Sunday morning. Uh, it won't be that long until I have to t- point you in the direction of 11 Sports, as we were talking to you about earlier on in the show. Uh, subscribe to us via uh, iTunes. Fight Disciples is the name. You can get all Android feeds on our website, fightdisciples.com. Uh, and all social media is at Fight Disciples. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. We'll catch you next time. Maybe in Dallas. <laughs>